The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. If you're trying to become pregnant, should you be concerned about the Zika virus? According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, five of nine pregnancies among U.S. women who are infected with the Zika virus have resulted in tragic outcomes. My guest today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martinez. What is known about the effects of Zika virus on pregnant women? Let's start there. Thank you for having me on the show today. I very much appreciate it. So the Zika virus, as everyone knows very well by now, uh, is affiliated with uh, birth defects um, in the developing child should you get infected uh, when you are pregnant. So this includes um, uh, changes in brain development as well as uh, development, small development of the head, something known as microcephaly, and it is also associated with both miscarriage and stillbirth. So what about the women and what's known about the effects of Zika on fertility? So if a woman is thinking about getting pregnant or she's of childbearing age, why should she be concerned about Zika? Well, that's a very good question. Zika, uh, according to ACOG and and the uh, Center for Disease Control, uh, there is uh, strict uh, precautions on for both men and women as far as their uh, their uh, sexual activity, as far as their birth planning, uh, should they become in contact with people that have Zika virus, should they be infected, or even if they travel to areas um, that are known for having uh, Zika virus outbreaks. So it becomes very important for their reproductive planning in order to determine if it's a good time for them to get pregnant or not. So if they are thinking about reproductive planning, what should they know about Zika and its transmission? Because you said if they've been around somebody with Zika or if one of the partners has been somewhere, how is it transmitted? So it is um, transmitted uh, sexually, okay, as, as well as being exposed um, to people that have an acute virus. So it's a flu-like uh, virus um, that is uh, can affiliate with feverish chills, muscle aches, um, uh, red eyes, uh, irritated eyes, and those are some of the symptoms. Uh, and so anybody that has those kind of symptoms that may have traveled to some of these Zika-infested areas, and that includes uh, many places in the Caribbean, certain places in Asia, as well as Mexico and Central America, as well as the South America, um, in those cases where you travel or you're exposed to people from those areas with those symptoms, then it's recommended that you consult with your physician uh, to determine whether you may be at risk for having the Zika virus. How would you counsel, Dr. Martinez, a couple that comes in if maybe just the spouse, the man, has been to one of these countries for Zika that, that has Zika virus and they come to you for fertility treatments? What do you tell them? So I have had that situation, and we've become very adept at uh, discussing this. So men who travel, and this is a very common thing uh, with professions and traveling around the world these days, and they went to a deconfessed area even without symptoms. Uh, currently, the CDC recommends that we advise patients to wait at least eight weeks after any possible exposure. That means during their time of travel before trying to attempt to get pregnant uh, with their partner. 
So when they say to you, then eight weeks, we, you know, we'd like to start right now. Is there anything they can be doing prophylactically to help find out if they do have Zika? If there is there a test so that you would know, or is there anything they can do in the meantime? Yes, there is currently a test for the Zika virus, and we do have some patients that request that, and we provided that to them. Uh, we. It, um, for your local areas, you consult uh, with your health care provider, and then we direct you to areas where we can get the testing for that. So it's a blood test, and it tells you whether you have exposure. Now, if a person, even if they test negative with it, you could be in the time period of where you in more recent exposure or infection to where you may not have blood evidence of carrying the virus. And uh, so we still recommend that, you know, couples, you know, once they're counseled, they understand that, hey, we cannot remove all of the risks should you elect to proceed with fertility treatments. Um, However, you know, the recommendation technically is to wait at least eight weeks before trying to conceive. And while the risk of Zika for pregnant women and microcephaly for the baby, what about infertility? Do you have any information on whether or not it can affect your ability to get pregnant? No, at, at this time, there is no evidence that fertility per se is affected by the Zika virus. It is uh, rather, as you alluded to, it is more with the effects of getting pregnant in the early stages of having the Zika virus when you're at risk for you know, damage to the developing baby. So currently, as of now, there's no evidence that says, okay, infertility is more prevalent in these patients. However, the repercussions of getting pregnant... Um, with the knowledge that you may be infected, that becomes an ethical issue, and that's why we have to counsel patients accordingly. And if you're counseling a patient and you've helped them with fertility and they are pregnant and something happens, do you test for Zika now? I mean, if they, before the virus was out, if somebody was pregnant and went to one of these countries before we knew as much as we did as we do now, is there any connection there? Would you test now? Would they even know? Well, and that's a very good question. So we, you know, in in the case of where a patient may convey to you that they had some recent travel before, right before, you know, a month or two before their infertility treatments and them getting pregnant, then we can definitely uh, have the testing done on them to see if they are indeed carriers. And um, and if they are have shown that they've been affected, then it becomes an issue of watching the pregnancy. Um, very closely to make sure, you know, through ultrasounds um, that the baby is developing appropriately. But, you know, currently we, anybody that has potential exposure, then we, there's a series of questions that we use for them and then we gauge if they're at risk um, for um, potentially being exposed. And then if that's the case, then we recommend the testing for them. And if you do know that a couple has been to one of the infected areas, do you give them advice on how to protect themselves from Zika? Yes. Uh, currently, either to abstain from sexual intercourse, either for the man or the woman when they have potential exposure. Um, also, you want to, uh, we encourage um, barrier protection if they are to have uh, intercourse and they are to use barrier protections such as condoms uh, to decrease the chances of, um, of passing the virus on. But uh, anybody, both the man and the woman, uh, if you've traveled to any areas or if you've been exposed to anybody with a Zika virus or you've had you know, intercourse, whether it be vaginal, anal, or oral sex with anyone 
who has traveled to an area, it's recommended that you use barrier protection um, and that you potentially get tested, even in light of being asymptomatic. So in just the last few minutes, kind of wrap it up, your best advice about all the information that comes about Zika and fertility and pregnant women. Well, so the best thing to do is to uh, be honest with your providers about areas of the world that you traveled in, and specifically the Zika predominant areas, that is. And if you've had any sort of uh, contact via sexually um, with any individual who may have traveled to those areas or potentially could be exposed, you need to uh, provide that information to your provider so that they can best counsel you. And um, if we have patients that are honest with us, then we have appropriate means of testing, and then we can make good recommendations based upon that. Thank you so much, Dr. Martinez. It's really important information. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. And for more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.